0: what's up everybody listening to this audio podcast this is Metcalf's music and ministry podcast um that is a podcast about music and we talk about music and we have all kinds of conversations and things and we also talk about the ministry of music ministry and uh yeah today on the show i interviewed michael bannerman all around nice 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 uh... nice guy he uh... he's from canada canadian people have a uh, reputation of being nice and michael did not disappoint he uh... he was very nice and he had some interesting stories i hope that you stay tuned and listen to it was really a really uh awesome conversation so i hope that you listen to it and i hope that you enjoy it and i hope that you share it with your friends and uh yeah help me grow the podcast because uh i think that we're doing some cool stuff um, with musicians, we're talking to musicians and people in ministry and stuff, and it, it's cool. I think uh, I like it. Um, I'm having a lot of fun interviewing these people, and I think that uh, I think that you should enjoy it. So, just help me help me share this content, get it out there, so that uh, we can keep keep on keeping on, and, and I can get some more people to interview and have a good time, and, and I hope that you enjoy it, because it's, uh, it's cool. Uh, yeah, um, having, a having a good time, having a good time, having a good time, anyways, uh this is the interview so listen listen up listen to it good have a good time uh thanks for listening hello michael oh hey justin how's it going good how's the weather up there
1: (laughs) Oh, it's pretty rough tonight it's uh heavy snow and freezing cold but uh (laughs) I, i just nicely in from work i was out driving around in it so uh
0: it's uh yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm glad to be home.
0: Okay, good. Welcome to the show Michael. Today on the show, we have Michael Bannerman. Is that how you say it? Yes, yep, yeah, that's it. Okay. Um Michael is a musician. He has toured with plenty of groups and we're going to get into that in a little bit. Um Michael, why don't you just say hello and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah,
1: um it's kind of exciting to uh to get to uh catch up and talk music i always love doing that um i've been uh playing with bands for about 30 32 years i actually started with my first band in 1989 and uh probably the one we're best known for is is uh lost coin uh that was we we put out a couple albums with with that group back in the uh uh early 90s and uh kind of toured across canada and the states and parts of europe with that group so yeah a lot of fun yeah
0: yeah so um so my audience probably doesn't know that that you're in canada right now yes
1: yes stratford ontario home of justin bieber (laughs) (laughs) um but uh, just a small, it's a kind of small, artsy little community. We have uh, a lot of theater here. There's about 30, 35,000 people that live here. Lots of musicians and uh, lots of great places to play. But a very artistic community. Lots of uh, actors and painters. And uh, it's a really uh, vibrant sort of creative sort of community. A great, great place to live if you like, uh, if you enjoy the arts. So,
0: Awesome. So how did you get started in uh, Christian music? um you know it's it's funny uh so back in 1989 um it was one of those things
1: where you know we had a youth pastor who'd asked us uh if we could just kind of play at a fundraising dinner for um uh for a missionary group and uh they were having a spaghetti dinner and i remember uh, i think we knew like three chords essentially and that was it Um, awesome (laughs) and, and so we basically sat down and and wrote a couple of tunes for it and went up and and uh We didn't have a name for our band at that time. We didn't really think it was going to go anywhere. It was just, you know, five guys saying, yeah, let's do three songs. And uh, from there, somebody else asked us and someone else asked us. And it just kind of snowballed. And uh, that was, we would have been in about grade 11 at the time. Um, And then I remember for Christmas that year, my dad basically gave me Uh, It was about 18 hours of studio time as a as a Christmas present at a Hmm. it was one of those old studios It was reel-to-reel tapes. You had to cut it with a razor blade in order to kind of make your punch-ins and stuff And uh, it was funny because we didn't know any better. We thought 18 hours We went in there thinking we could record a whole album and (laughs) uh, My dad had thought oh, yeah, you know, maybe do a song but we went in there. We we did 12 12 songs We basically recorded it live off the floor did the best two uh, takes music, did two vocal takes, the best, did it to it. Uh, so that day it was a cassette tape. Um, the whole budget was $200. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we came came out and we actually sold 2,800 copies of that thing. Wow. Um, and uh, Yeah. So it's, uh, and it just kind of, it just kind of started rolling from there. And uh, it's, uh, it was such a fun ministry to be a part of, honestly, um, when I look back, it's just uh, met so many wonderful people over the years and, and uh, got to travel a lot and just uh, see God do some really amazing things too in a lot of people's lives. And to be to be part of that and used for that is kind of exciting. So, uh, yeah, and it just, uh, so over that time, we, since then, we've put out uh, 10 projects and three EPs. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun.
0: Wow. So go ahead and name drop some of the bands that you've worked with.
1: Oh, <laughs> you know what? It's been so long. I'm trying to remember. There's a, so switchfoot. One of our one of the things my kids now think is really cool is they always are like, "Who did you play with, Dad?" And we named some of these people that I I remember. For me, the big thrill we the first person I got to really open for was Randy Stonehill, and uh, for me that was huge. I it was around the time he had great big stupid world was one of his big songs out at that time, and I was a huge Randy Stonehill fan, and I remember just meeting him and uh he was so he was a good guy to meet we, we met some really great people that kind of mentored us along the way mm-hmm. and he really was one of those guys whose heart was in the right place and just kind of um got us off in the right direction right like he he wasn't really big about the stardom and the you know he wasn't in it to be a rock star it really was about the ministry and the and so yeah, great guy to meet. And I remember going up to him and saying, Oh, Randy, I've got all your albums and I've got." And he said, well, listen, you got to give them back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, so anyways, that was a lot of fun. Um, we've uh we played out in Edmonton and there was this new band that opened for us at the time that we thought was amazing and we were sure they were going to go on and do great things and sure enough they be, went on to be switchfoot
0: and, <laughs> wow. uh,
1: my my kids love that one that's the one where they're like oh yeah dad did you get their autographs anyways uh, we we played in uh, oh a place called the New Union with um in minnesota there with uh, pfr were they were pray for uh-huh. rain at the time uh greg x Volz, that was another guy who had a huge influence on us we played with him in green bay and i remember we were supposed to open for him and play four or five songs and he got in there and he just said hey guys why don't we split the night uh you know i'll do half an hour you guys do half an hour i'll do half an hour we just went back and forth and again just so laid back and down to earth uh-huh. and he was one of these guys who'd been doing it for years and by i mean and that's a guy who turned down like playing for Ario Speedwagon and a few of these other um, kind of you know big groups to join this you know Petra at the time, which wasn't at that time was really was uh, kind of an unknown. Uh, hmm. But yeah, just his approach was was amazing. Um, we played baseball against the Newsboys. I remember <laughs> what? They, uh, they were they they played like cricket, and uh, that was interesting.
0: Uh, wait a second! Wait a second! Slow down there. Yeah you played baseball with the newsboys
1: yeah so that was at a camp retreat <laughs> that we were at we were um we were one of the opening bands and they were the main main group that year and uh so they hadn't played a lot of baseball so they came out and it was <laughs> our, our us against them and a the few add-ons that we got and uh yeah trying to explain the rules i remember i remember peter running the wrong way on the bases the one time but yeah anyway <laughs> so it was a lot of fun i think it was a bit of a put-on too. you they uh those guys played up the Aussie thing a lot more than they, <laughs> than they needed to some days. Yeah. Uh, we're really good friends with the guys from down here. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're another Canadian band at, uh, I don't know how well known they are. Um, down I think state. they're
0: pretty well known. I, um, yeah.
1: I have one of their uh, CDs actually. That's, that's great. So their bass player actually toured with us for a while as a fill in on some of our tours. And uh, um and just really, again, really great guys, uh, really great heart, and uh, very laid back. Um, so there was them. I, I, for me in the 90s, we got to open for Jars of Clay in Appleton, Wisconsin. And That's that huge. was huge. That was huge for us. And I love yeah. the, the story behind that is actually really cool. Um, about three or four years before that, we'd been out to Green Bay. And we, uh, there was a guy who was trying to get a new radio station started at the time and uh it was a, trying to get this little christian radio station off the ground and he called us when we were on tour and he said hey i know you're in the area i don't have two pennies to rub together <laughs> would you guys come over and do a fundraiser concert for the uh for the radio station there's an arcade that's in saturday afternoon i'll book it who knows what we'll do he said i promise you if i ever get big uh if i have things ever work out with this station i'll have you back and i'll make it up to you and we always laughed and said, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> like, okay." And and we went. We played this little fundraiser concert. And I got to give him credit; he had a, he had a couple hundred people out to it, and uh, they made some good money and got things going. But he was literally operating out of a, a like a trailer at the time, in the middle of a field. That I remember, we looked at it. We we're like, "Yeah, like we're not holding our breath on this." <laughs> um, and about four years later, he called back, and he was head of one of the bigger stations uh, in Green Bay at that time, and he said, "Hey, we're having jars of clay in. It's a sold out show." I don't know if you remember me, but I always said I'd make good on that. And uh, how would you guys like to come open for them? Wow. Um, and and so, I mean, that uh, that was pretty cool for us. And at that time, I mean, if you had asked me any band in the world, you know, U2, Rolling Stones, anybody that I'd want to open for, it would have been Jars of Clay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I uh, am a huge fan of those guys. Uh, now, they're really quiet, uh, probably very introverted guys. Like, they, it was, a I can't say, you know, the behind the scenes thing was this massive. Uh, love fest sort of get together, it was very quiet. In it. But for me, it's kind of meeting some songwriters that I really admire. And uh, for us, a lot of our music is is kind of inspired by their approach to Christian music as well. Uh-huh. Uh, we're not one of those bands who probably sound very, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of it, kind of Christian sound. We're a little bit, Uh, a little bit more on the edge of that which was in the 90s that was a big thing there was a lot of really great bands coming out and small record companies that were kind of putting out some great christian music at that time um so yeah we had jars of clay toby mack all-star united uh sonic flood rebecca st james uh oh the guys from audio a that was a fun one too uh the story behind that we were playing a festival, Unity Fest, and that was one of our big uh, first times getting to headline a big festival. There's about fifteen thousand people, and uh, for us, it was a big deal getting to to finally kind of headline a big stage like that. And I remember we came in, and uh, the the sound the sound crew and the road guys at the time for that festival were amazing. We we pulled up in our van. And right away, they kind of gave us this red carpet treatment. These guys came out, and they grabbed our gear, and they loaded it all out for us. And, and I remember one of the guys talking with our guitar player at the time, and the guitar player said to him, "Oh," and he kind of looked at him a little bit funny, and he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, cool. <laughs> they chatted for a bit, and he's like, well, I hope your band does well. You know, keep working at it. And he's encouraging them. And, and it wasn't until A went on that night that we realized that they were also acting as the road crew. <laughs> uh, and set up in the sound guys. And so, yeah, our guitar player had been giving them advice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So a lot of great memories. Uh, we also, we got to travel with Steve green for a while. And again, another guy who really well grounded in what he's doing and just somebody who gets you to, to um, make sure your motives are, are in the right place and your head's in the right spot. And um, so there's a lot of guys like that along the way that just were huge help uh mm-hmm. guys from starfield too i don't know if if uh, they're well known up there another canadian band um, they've they've kind of there were two brothers one of them's now with tim and the glory boys i guess it is or something like that no, uh, i don't but think yeah I know so great, lots of bands i could go on and on there's so many yeah. so many names and but uh yeah a
0: lot of fun so wow so like <clears throat> jars of Clay and Audio Adrenaline in the '90s, like that's that's as big as you can get in Christian music.
1: Yeah, it really was. And that festival, I mean, for us, for us, that was a really neat festival. There was uh, Audio Adrenaline, Rebecca St. James, reliant K, and Lost Coin. All on the that was the four headlines. And uh boy, did we feel like we were <laughs> out of place. But, wow, it was it was fun. That was our big challenge at that point. We were moving from. Um, kind of uh crowds of around a thousand to starting to do some of the really big stages and the the big festivals and and it's interesting that it really is a big challenge to move mm-hmm. to that size what works really well for a, a crowd of 500 people or a thousand people um it, it's totally different when we were starting to play on stages that were bigger than rooms that we were used to playing in so wow. um, and i think that's the thing about christian music you can do a festival for 15 20,000 people one day and literally, you're playing a youth group for, you know, 60 people uh, a couple <laughs> days later. And and it's uh, so it's humbling. But it's, it's fun, though, too, because you get the best of both worlds. I think I'll, I'll take, a, you know, room with 50 people singing worship tunes at the top of their lungs over, you know, 20,000 people screaming. And uh, they both have neat things about them. But, uh, yeah, they, they both have some. Yeah. Great memory. Anyways.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah can you just can you speak a little bit about how how it was to get to actually like um work your way up to a stage of that size and that massive crowd i mean what's it like when you yeah. first walk out you know what
1: it's, it's interesting i remember i think the first time i noticed things were different we played um actually it was in green bay and i it was uh or a- Appleton, when we were opening for Jars of Clay, one of our songs had been on the radio at that time and had a ton of airplay. And I remember about halfway through recognizing that there was an entire, you know, sold out group of about 1,200 people and they were singing our song, something that we had written. Um, and I remember stopping, we, we actually stopped and we just had everyone sing a acapella. And I, I had goosebumps, like just goosebumps in that moment and it was su- such an emotional memory in a moment uh we almost couldn't come back in like it just was overwhelming for us um and that was kind of the first time where you were just like wow like this is really cool they they um they know what we're saying like what we have something we've done right we created this and it was so that was that was a really beautiful moment um to be honest sometimes too because you're mixing um you're mixing business with faith and and Uh and that is uh that is not always fun. (laughs) Um, and it, it can be tough too. where you're like, and I think that's why people like Greg X bolts and Randy Stonehill and some of these guys were so great because they could help you navigate some of those challenges where you're looking at, you suddenly got into contracts and green rooms and, and, and lots of people wanting to, you know, get you to sell this or sell that or endorse Mm -hmm. this or, Um, and it's really, uh, it's challenging to navigate those, those waters for sure. Um, to kind of the, the world of business versus the world of music and, uh, um, and for us, that was, uh, you know, that was probably what, what we finally kind of arrived at a point at one point where, um, we had some record contracts offered to us and we sat down and we looked at them and. I remember as we were kind of sitting around as a band looking at them, we were kind of like, is this, when did we, when did we actually decide we wanted this? Right? Like, mm-hmm. again, we had just kind of always let uh, things dictate themselves. We started out as this little you know, five guys singing at a fundraiser spaghetti dinner for missionaries. And next thing you know, we're on these big stages and doing this sort of stuff. And we had these contracts come across and and never in that we asked ourselves like, is this what we want to do full time? Is this, we, you know, it just kind of kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and and occupying more of our space. And so it's interesting. That was around 90, I want to say 1992, 93. And we kind of stepped back and said like, okay, let's, um, we, we turned down the contracts. We decided we wanted to stay independent and just kind of do it local. Um, We like full time for about two years, again, independently uh and Uh it was just shortly after that really where the the bottom sort of fell out of the uh the record uh industry um Uh we had a lot of friends and bands that you know suddenly were going kind of belly up and and a lot of those little record companies that had been putting out some really great music were were folding and uh yeah it was it was such the you know really the right decision for us um we had a lot of friends that were kind of doing it full time and when you talked to them, you, you heard about how hard it was on family life. And uh, by that point, we were starting to get married and have kids and, and back and I think, man, life could have really gone a different direction had we, had we kind of signed those things and gone with them. And they were, they were decent entry-level contracts. We were certainly not gonna be rich by any sense of the imagination. <laughs> uh, but they dictated, right, so many days on the road, how you dressed, how you cut your hair. Uh, you know, what sort of things were on social media. Um, there was a lot of control. You're signing over to people. Wow. And, and uh, you know, when you met some of them, yep, some of them were great and they had great intentions and you met others and uh, you kind of scratched your head and thought, man, uh, you know, uh, one of the big Christian festivals we showed up to do was sponsored by Budweiser. <laughs> and and for us, it just, you know, they brought all these kegs backstage and and uh, for us, it was just, you uh, a real eye opener. I, I, um, uh-huh. you know, it was kind of like, is this really? Yeah, you know, there are people involved in that sort of stuff that have a great motives and a pure heart, and and uh, you know, as I said, the the Randy Stonehills and the Greg Exboltses who are just kind of helping navigate. And there's there's people who are in it for a buck too. And and uh, um, yeah, it
0: was uh, it was the best of times, the worst of times. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. So. That's pretty. That's pretty noble of you. I guess you would say that you you just decided that no, we're not going to take the contract. We're gonna we're gonna do what we feel is right, and we're gonna go with our convictions. Yeah. That's a uh,
1: yeah. I I don't know if it was. I'd like to think it was. Uh, I don't know if I'd say it's that noble. <laughs> like I think at the time, in our, in our like, I think it was a God moment. Like I think we just weren't at peace with it, and it just mm-hmm. wasn't. Uh, you know, when we when we talked about it and looked at it, it wasn't what we were feeling we weren't feeling called to be doing it that way uh we still were definitely feeling called to be doing the music the way we were doing it and uh to be out uh ministering but it just that that model of doing it wasn't what looked like it would work for us and right. uh and, yeah so i yeah i i, I wouldn't say it was and, and i think we often look back a little bit right at right afterwards going oh i don't know maybe we should have you know <laughs> uh, but uh you often second guess it, but it was, I, looking back now, you know, I've got four great kids and my wife and a happy family and um, a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have been able to do had I been on the road full time. Um, That's sort her of lifestyle. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I often think about that too. I just, I don't know how, how these guys can tour and have a family and all this kind of stuff. I I just don't see works you know i i'm gone i'm gone for eight hours a day and i miss my kids (laughs) a couple hours into the work day you know yeah it is it is tough and i mean i remember talking to the guys from
1: Petra, right and you there was a lot of guys that you meet that we kind of consider you know in the realm of christian music you kind of consider them like rock stars or like they're at the top of their game and and not only were they touring full-time but they were still going home and delivering pizzas to pay the bills and uh Hmm. Um, you know, trying to I remember watching the one guy doing, um, you know, homework with the kids over the over the phone at night and uh, uh-huh. um, and there is there's a point where uh, it's interesting, but you, you kind of I, I remember coming on stage in Calgary once and saying hello, Edmonton <laughs> and, and you, you like. Uh, the the cities start to blur together after a while and, and uh-huh. the radio interviews and the and, and it's interesting when you look back like yes there's a few concerts and shows that we really looked at when those were amazing and a lot of fun and great memories uh but the stuff that we really valued and and remember it was the camaraderie right it was um the night that the van breaks down in quebec city and you're sitting there watching you know the canadian hockey olympic team get gold uh with a bunch of people who don't speak english (laughs) and uh um, and it's it's the yeah when you know some one of the guys in the band has uh has a baby or that it was it was that sort of uh, the brotherhood sort of 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 being in a band that that you really value later um all those sort of memories uh, together you know hotel rooms with six or seven guys (laughs) so
0: right right and um the music industry today it's it's a lot different than it was back then. Um... Oh, it is.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, That was the other thing too. We were always on the fringes. Like we were definitely a Christian band and it was, um, that was why we were doing it. It was a mission uh, and a ministry for us. Um, But musically we were not, we were not, you know, if you listen to a lot of lost coin tunes um, it's not a, a clean sort of, Again, that Nashville music sound that, that you kind of hear today, like you, when you're flipping through Christian radio right now, you know, often, you know, exactly when you've hit the Christian radio station, even though <laughs> you don't even, you haven't even heard the song. You just know what it is it's like. Oh, yeah, we're there. Um, it's that sound back in the early 90s. That wasn't the case. Uh, there was so many really great Christian bands that were all sorts of different musical styles. Um Somewhere along the way, Christian music's almost become a genre of itself where there's a specific sound and and I get part of that I think is you know back in the '90s after the the smaller record companies and the fringe companies went under uh, the companies that had to survive and, and made a go of it they had to go with kind of essentially what sold, which um, was your your Nashville sounding uh-huh. you know um, and a lot of it was worship music as well, which is a whole other. Uh, Whole other thing, but uh, right, right. Um, and it's yeah. Um, so it's been yeah. It's been really interesting to see see the music change over the years. Having said that, uh, there's a lot of great bands and a lot of folks doing stuff that don't need those that backing, and they can kind of do their own thing um, because of things like you know Spotify and social media and those you know all that sort of stuff where they can just um, put their own music out and and make a go of it. So,
0: right, it's so easy these days to put anything i mean anybody can have a podcast anyone can put their their songs uh on itunes or spotify it's it's so easy now i couldn't even imagine back then trying to be an independent artist trying to get your stuff out there
1: (laughs) yeah it was it was an exciting time we kind of got we got the best of it at first as things kind of opened up and then when the bottom sort of fell out we were kind of glad not to not to necessarily
0: be tied to a whole lot so yeah awesome so my favorite band has to be third day did you ever work with third day no i i wish i wish i wish i wish wish. um no i gotta
1: say i'm a huge third day fan myself uh yeah would have like, and jars of clay was my number one and third day would have been my number two and and uh, or yeah. maybe a 1b <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah now we went and saw them live certainly at a lot of festivals i think i think we actually did play a festival that they were at but we like played that you know like a the tuesday afternoon and they were playing the friday or saturday night so i can't really say we uh you know got to know them or played with them or anything but uh yeah uh but yeah they were uh that would have been amazing
0: <laughs> i recently got to got to hang out with uh Mark Lee, their guitar player, a little bit. Um, he came to our church and everything, so I got to hang out with him. Which oh, was, that's exciting! Yeah, yeah, it was really big for me. And yeah. like you said, it, it was it was it's guys like that. He's been in the industry for so long, and he was just so down to earth, and he didn't mind playing for our small church and everything. And he was just like, yeah, I just I just love to do it, I love to to praise the Lord. You know, it doesn't matter if there's 20 people here. He was just yeah. an awesome guy.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's the sign of a lot of, like a lot of those musicians that we played with over the years, um, like, and even ourselves, I, I, playing for 20 people who enjoy you and you can share the stories and you can, you know, we always ended our, our sets with kind of a worship time. And, and just when you have that moment where you connect with the audience and, and there's that intimacy, um, whether it's 20 or whether it's thousands, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful moment. Um, and uh, yeah, those are you value those too. You look back and go, man, when that happens, that's that's the magic of it. Is is when you can actually get out and communicate and connect, and somebody somewhere, you know, writes you a letter where this is what this song meant to me or how it impacted my life, or you know, those sorts of things really matter.
0: Um, and that's that's what you value later. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, so you got you actually, let's see, you were nominated for the canadian awards, uh, awards what is it the c cgma awards is that
1: yeah idea? so the cgma awards we've had i think there's seven i don't remember how many nominations over the years but i think those which would be the u.s sort of uh dove awards right. uh so the one year that was with our human project that was where we we got i think four or five for for different things on that project at the time uh but uh yeah a lot of a lot of fun we we have uh it had some pretty neat awards over the years but that's that's a those were those were cool ones and uh, actually our bass player proposed to his wife at the award ceremony <laughs> so,
0: oh, wow yeah it was great memories so did you see yeah. anybody um anybody sticking out at the awards ceremony or
1: Uh, yeah, there was always, um, and again, they're, they're they're the Canadian ones. So, I mean, it's, um, I'm trying to think who all would like down here in Starfield and, and Hocus Pick. Um, I don't know whether you guys would have known them up down there, but for us, they were, uh, they were one of those kind of Canadian treasures. Uh, they were from out in Vancouver, and, uh, every, every Canadian kid at my age grew up listening to Hocus Pick and actually at one point they were called Hocus Pick Maneuver. So Google <laughs> them. They I will. were, uh, they were a lot of fun, those guys. And again, bands, you, like the, they were a band I grew up listening to. And I remember we started bumping into them at festivals and we got to open from them a few times and then, you know. Um, I remember one of my highlights where we met them at an airport once and they were showing us how to duct tape all our gear together so that we could get <laughs> it off the plane without getting lost. And uh, yeah, it's it's fun because those those were kit guys that you know, I had their poster on my wall. <laughs> so um, which was another cool another band, a Canadian group that was was pretty big was Elam Hall. and uh, I got to you know their bass player actually joined our um, joined our band later on. Uh, Glenn Teeple. uh and that was—I mean, he—he he traveled with uh, Striper and Michael W. Smith, and they were on wow. Records. So Amy Grant, um, and again, he was a guy who uh, I had posters up and had all the albums, and and so to actually do songwriting with them and record with them, and and you know have all those memories on the road and, and travel with them—really uh, great moments. So, yeah, it's it's fun when you meet some of those people. Not always some of them. <laughs> some of them aren't. Uh, what or you, what you hope, but I always try to assume that they're just having a bad day.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, uh, and that happens too, right? You're, you're trying to, um, again, it's that mixing life and faith and, and business and music and, you know, it's, um, we're still human and, and mess up on, on, on our, any given day. And to, to be always on stage and always
0: out front in front of people is, is tough, I think for, for some, some folks for sure. So. Yeah. I, I really want to know who you're talking about but i'm not gonna ask no <laughs> and i wouldn't tell you but but i will tell you what
1: happened this is fun i'll try to watch i don't use her name but uh in her rider she gets um, a a salad bar to herself <laughs> and uh we were not told that so we showed up and somebody said to us oh that salad bar over there is for for all the artists go ahead and so we just started mounging down and eating all the salad and they came uh this person showed up and <laughs> we were eating her salad bar and she was
0: on the bus <laughs> and
1: lost oh no it, it had been a bad day her band had quit on her and they had uh. problems with her tour bus and and uh, again it's you know what we're all human and i think it was just one of those moments but uh, <laughs> I, I who knows how i would have reacted to walking in a bunch of punk kids eating my salad <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow that's awesome yeah so so, uh, tell me a little bit about your your band that you're in now. Uh, so we're yeah we're in a band called Upside of Maybe,
1: um, and again it's it's uh, three of the guys are from Lost Coin, um, and then some guys from some other um, Christian bands are in it. So it's all all Christian guys. Again, our 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 motives, I guess, in doing it, were a little different. We it's not. I want to specifically say it's a, a ministry. We um, as it is just. Uh, we get together, we write our songs, we record them, put them out. We try to, um, you know, keep a, a Christian worldview in what we're doing, um, and it's been interesting. It uh, so we've crossed paths with a lot of different folks, um, and it's given us different opportunities. Um, in this stage of our life, we we try to keep the touring down. We still. Uh, when there's not a massive pandemic, we'll we'll occasionally go out west or out east for a, a couple of weeks here and there and do some festivals and stuff. But um, definitely a lot less road mileage and and uh, um, but it's yeah it's been a lot of fun. We we just put out a um, an EP uh, called "All Who Wander Are Not Lost," and uh, um, again the the big song off of that was it was called "Rainmaker," uh, which we did with an Indigenous worship band. Um, and it's a song about forgiveness. and, a, and a, But again, it's not as straightforward as your, you know, what would be your typical sort of, um, I guess, you know, top 40 Christian radio song. Uh, but the themes are still there, right? It's a, if you listen to it, it's a, it's a prayer for forgiveness uh, to the creator, uh, to God, and, and saying, you know, here's where we've messed up. And
0: uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's a different take for us. Uh, you didn't really... You didn't really agree with uh, the way Christian music was going? Yeah,
1: and and actually, I wouldn't even say that we didn't so much disagree. We just kind of, um, it felt a little bit restrictive, kind of, for what we wanted to do creatively. And and, uh, uh, so it wasn't, you know, I um, I, and maybe it just was one of those things where we felt like we um, exhausted ourselves kind of doing, you know, there wasn't... uh, we kind of been there and done that and was looking, we're looking for a little bit different challenge, but uh, certainly felt um, again, a piece called to to kind of making that shift. And uh, we'd read a, uh, read a book at the time called imagine, which kind of, um, again, I can't remember the the author. I wish I could off the top of my head, but it just kind of challenged uh, um, the approach of, of uh, Christian artists and, and creative types. And, and really, I remember what stuck with us was that idea of, there's conversations taking place uh throughout the creative world that as Christians we sitting at, at the right table. table and and so for us it was part of um kind of being at those tables for some of those discussions and those conversations and so so kind of going into a different uh um mission field, I guess for lack of a better term but
0: uh right definitely uh,
1: yeah, and so that's and that came definitely with its own challenges as well and wrapping our head around that and what that looks like but uh um but yeah uh but with with this group and uh it's been good we've been together now for oh about 10 11
0: years i guess as, as upside of maybe wow so, yeah <clears throat> that's really awesome that you guys uh even after all these years i mean you were in lost coin together and now you're you're back together with this uh other band it's it's uh i guess you could say it's 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 an un- unusual thing for a, a band to stay together that long. <laughs>
1: it is, you know what? It's it's funny relationships. You're right, especially when you're honestly like you. It's what people don't appreciate is in a band, uh, you're with you know five or six other guys. We always had a sound guy or a light guy with us as well, and we've had drivers and road crew over the years too. Um, it's not just that you're working together, but you're you're also so you have to you have to figure out how to work together as people, but you also have to figure out how to live together um mm-hmm. right and in really close quarters uh i remember we did a tour once where we were doing we did 29 shows in 31 days uh we drove all the way from basically um out canada and back uh so each show there was probably at least 4 or 5 hours of drive in between each show if not a bit more um and we lived in a cube van <laughs> and our drummer had just got married uh, two weeks, two weeks before we left on tour and he brought his wife with her, with him as the, uh, uh, as their honeymoon. <laughs> and, wow. Right. So, I mean, I think of this poor woman trying to live with five other guys in this, in this cube van that half the van was with bunk beds and a, you know, little sort of, uh, uh, fridge and whatever. And the backs all are gear and, uh, yeah. Live with each other, um, uh, do ministry together, play together, and uh and to still like each other after all that right (laughs) and want to hang out and and i think that is something we've done really well um you know we are still great friends and and i think part of that is over the years as we've learned not to not to take too much too seriously uh we take our music serious Uh but to recognize you know we're different we're different folks and we come at things differently and uh when to give space and when to uh engage um but yeah it has been good part of that um the keyboard player is my brother so we've, oh. um, that's always, uh, that's always been, uh, for me, one of the things I've loved most about doing it is not only am I doing this with, with guys I love, but it do, getting to do that with my actual brother, um, uh, mm-hmm. since, since right back in 1989. <laughs> um, wow. and, uh, that's, yeah. Um, you know, it, it makes it really special. It's a, it's a great bro- brother sort of thing. And, and,
0: uh, yeah, love that. So. So is your friend still married? Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I mean it takes a special sort of someone to do that, though. <laughs> I can't imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was. I, and I mean, it, and we're we were typical university guys at the time, right? Like it's. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how how uh, often we showered because it, it wasn't very yeah. often.
0: <laughs> I can imagine. That man
1: <laughs> stunk yeah oh. it really was it uh it was you know play the gig get in the van sleep while you drove and you know pick people pick straws to see who drove when and you play you'd go back and it just was uh the routine of that um and, and you know i absolutely loved it at the time i don't know if i could do it now for, for i'm not sure i'd last a week doing it that way but <laughs> at the time it was great mm. um and you did you met so many i think the thing is like when i look back now i i have some of the um, most interesting friendships and and people right across the country, right, right across the continent, really. Um, and the, and people who, you know, you'd pull in and somebody would just come up and say, Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go fill your vehicle up with gas tonight. Yeah. Uh, and this is my, or I've got a bunch of pizzas ordered here for you. And I knew you were coming in and just wanted to drop them off or, uh, you know, after the show, why don't you guys come back and we've got a cottage and you can stay it, those were again those were it's the relationships that you made doing this that that you really value later uh they meant meant a lot and it was those were the things that kept you going to the encouragement you know if you were having a rough um a rough tour where you know things weren't going well or the van was breaking down or we've had so many stories about van breakdowns <laughs> um, <laughs> right where it, and and the number of people who just showed up with a wrench and fixed it and and uh those like, you know, when you see all these ministries that are successful and that are out there doing things, there are hundreds of people behind the scenes who are are keeping those people on the road um, with, you know, with their prayers and with... Um, with their wrenches and their their gas cards and their food cards and their you know mm-hmm. um those sorts of things and i it, there's there's unsung millions of people who are are uh, behind those ministries with the little things like
0: that that really do matter so right definitely and i think um i think when covid hit and everything in these bands had to stop touring i think that's that's one of the big things that it was. It wasn't the bands that were necessarily hurting for money or anything. It was more the, the crew and the, the roadies. Yeah. and.
1: Yeah. I had, uh, so our sound guy, our sound guy, light guy, sorry, it was our light guy. He actually um, got hired on years ago with uh, Jars of Clay, or sorry, mm. not Jars of Clay, um, Newsboys, and toured with them for a long time doing their light shows. And then actually it was after that baseball game Um, (laughs) and uh, he eventually got rented out to, he, he toured with Garth Brooks and um, some, I'm trying to think who else was on there uh, when he wasn't with them. But yeah, um, you know, all over the world. I always I always look on his Facebook page and he's always in a different country or a different airport. And, and yeah, once COVID hit, right, he's this whole thing of, you know, literally hundreds of people working behind the scenes with these light shows and these are all are all grounded. And um, it is, it, it's uh, with the COVID shutdown, it, the bands, the artists can still kind of go online. They still have, you know, some royalties and stuff that come in from the songs and the, and the music that's out there. Uh, but a lot of those guys that literally have to be on the road to be paying the bills were, we're really struggling. So, yeah. And are still struggling. Yeah.
0: So any chance of a, a lost coin album coming out anytime? Oh, uh, it's funny you
1: say that we're, so we're looking at, you know, we, there's a few of those sort of B side things that are sitting around that have never been put online and, uh, again with uh we're always talking to the other guys and, and uh we'll see what happens i'm sure i'm sure there'll be some um some new music that pops out at some point yeah <laughs> so
0: so i gotta whether got it's a, new
1: recordings or just ones that we haven't put out before
0: yeah right i got an i got a name for the new album oh okay it can be nickelback <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh we we might have to clear that one <laughs> that's fun yeah so So, that was that was always the uh, ruddy joke too every time we would pull into play somewhere someone would hand us a penny when we got there (laughs) i found it and we always had to laugh like it was the first time we'd ever heard
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
1: (laughs) but uh no it was a lot of fun it was good good years yep
0: um that's that's pretty much all i had to, to ask um so I guess I could ask you this what what's some advice that you have for the for bands uh, wanting to start out and maybe start touring, get into the Christian music industry. Um, I would say
1: music industry do it for the right reasons don't uh, the idea of stardom um, and making it big it, it's is not it really isn't the reason to do it. do it because you love music you love performing and you love ministry. Um, and, and that combination of those, like if, if you're not really doing it as a ministry and it's not, then, then I would say stay out of the Christian music thing. Go and just go into music and perform. If that's all you want to do is perform, then, then do that. But if your heart really is in using music to kind of uh, change lives, to, to bring people to Christ, to, to um, help people grow in their relationship and their faith that's the reason to get into to Christian music. So that would be my first thing is make sure you're getting into it for the right reasons. And then the second thing I would say is find yourself um, a, a mentor or somebody, some some form of authority figure that, that you're going to listen to. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be a musician even, but a youth pastor or um, somebody that you can go to um, when you're struggling with, with some of the things that you're going to see on the road, because it isn't all um, – there are some things that will challenge your faith for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. and there are some things that are, are the darker side of, of, the industry. And, uh, and, and I think you, you need somebody who is in your life who can, can say to you, Hey, you know what, you guys need to go off the road for a bit because your relationships are struggling or you need, um, you need a sounding board. You need somebody that you trust that you can go talk to about some of these things and, and bring some of those questions up. So find somebody in person um, where there's some accountability and, and they're going to, you know, ask you some of the tough questions. Um, so that's, that would be the other part. And then, uh, and then the third part is just, um, you know, have faith. If, if God's really calling you to do it, the, the door is open and, and, uh, it'll, yeah, it'll be there. Um, so I don't know if that's, uh, yeah, those are, those are the advice. (laughs) Uh, Um, and just, uh, you know, pray a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, it really is. So, uh, so you're at peace with with where you're going and what you're doing. But, uh, um, but yeah, very rewarding ministry and and uh, a lot of fun. Um, and you'll see a lot of really great moments. Um, I I could share tons of great faith moments along the way too. Where the one I think of the most. This I'll kind of close with this one because it was such a great story. Um, I remember again, it was one of those, when we were starting to hit some of those big stages where we were playing, um, you know, some big festivals and stuff. I remember we had done about three or four festivals in a row. And uh, so your, your audiences are in the thousands and, and uh, the radio stations are interviewing you and things are going really great. And we came into a small town to do a booking um, and we had 12 people show up for that concert. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, if I'm honest, we were a little discouraged. You know, you were tired and you'd been on the road a lot. And it was out in, in New Brunswick. Uh,
0: uh-huh. So that's,
1: uh, that's about, oh, I want to say about 10, 12-hour drive out there. And so we'd driven uh-huh. out for the show. You have about a dozen people show up. And the youth pastor that booked us, I remember him coming up going, hey, I got hired as the youth pastor at this church. I have two youth in my youth group. Um, I'm gonna cry actually saying this. (laughs) Sorry, I have two youth in (laughs) my group. That's okay. And and to do a concert, I saw your thing online and kind of booked you guys. Hopefully, it's all right. We don't have a big crowd here, but they all invited whoever they knew, and we've got these twelve people. And there's about four adults in the back, and. and so we did our thing, we played, we did our talks, and we did it. And at the end, we, and we didn't always end with an altar call. We, it wasn't one of those things we did all the time, unless we really felt kind of led, and we thought the supports were in place. And, but it was one of those nights where you just were like, oh, okay, this is where it's going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we did. And All 12 kids came forward. Um, and Wow. And looking back, um, I still every once in a while will hear from that guy. And uh, that youth group of 12 kids went on to do some great stuff um, mm-hmm. it, and really became the backbone of this tiny little rural church um, in that area right And you think of man, those those moments right where um, it could have been really easy for us to just mail it in and just kind of go right. oh, you know like we're tired there's 12 people this is whatever we're doing um, to kind of go with the discouragement and not see it from that other perspective. Um, that there's this whole, you know, thriving church and youth group and all these things that are going on there now because of, you know, because of a concert, mm-hmm. uh, which is was pretty cool. So, yeah, it's it's and we still, you know, you see what those kids went on to do some of those. It was always the best part for us. It really was. It was the relationships and um, seeing where things went. And, you know, you just never knew where some of those seeds
0: that you planted, what they uh, what they turned into. Right. Yeah. So. Well, uh, Michael, it was an absolute pr- pleasure to have you on the show. Um, it was a lot of fun. And so where can we where can we hear your music at? Uh, you know what? Anywhere. If you go on Spotify or Apple Music
1: or all those sorts of places, um, I've got a solo album that's Michael Bannerman. Um, I've got... Uh, uh lost coin and uh upside of maybe so you can have your pick depending on what what phase of my life you want to identify with
0: (laughs) just go through the years right
1: yeah yeah so that's great (laughs) thanks a lot for having me on i really appreciate this justin it was a lot of fun
0: yeah absolutely um so i put out a new episode every saturday i try to at least uh so this will be up this saturday Check oh. us out. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast and and like, subscribe, do any of that stuff that you want to do. Uh, I don't. I don't really push it out. I just love doing this. I love talking music with people. So that's, that's awesome. part of uh, <laughs> that's part of what I like to do. Yeah, but thanks a lot. Yeah, you you're welcome, and uh, I'll I'll try to have you on another time, Michael. This sure. is a, a lot of fun.
1: That was great. Thank you so much. Yeah have a good Thank day. Thank you. Yeah. You
0: too. Bye bye.